Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. You know that Bible? That thing that many of us don't really know chapter and verse? It's really important when we are speaking about truth to our friends and to our family. Because I remember when I sat down with my husband early, early in my journey. It was right about probably 2018 not that early, but it was when I left my executive career to start this ministry of God's that I sat down and I asked him, do you believe in Jesus? Now, I didn't do the right thing. I'm so mad at myself because I shut him down. He replied with, I don't know. It's so hard to believe. And then I jumped in, I cut him off, and I said, well, if you don't believe, you're not going to go to heaven. And then he said, okay, I believe. Now think about that. (laughs) Think about that conversation, how bad that went. And at that time, I wasn't resting on the word of God like I should. Because I could have easily come to today's reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 through 8, and it would have been perfect. But I didn't do that. I didn't really even think about bringing the word of God into my evangelizing. So here we go. Remember this, 1 Corinthians 15, and it's 1 through 8. I am reminding you, brothers and sisters, of the gospel I preached to you, which you indeed received and in which you also stand. Through it, you are also being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at once, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. After that, he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as one As to one born abnormally, he appeared to me. Boom! Mic drop. Walk away. (laughs) There you go. 
1 Corinthians 15. I'm saying these things and I'm, I'm showing you verses because if we jotted these down, put a Word document together, put an Excel spreadsheet together, if we can remember these parables and these stories, and this is factual, he references a name, right? Cephas. That's the beauty of the Bible because it establishes names and times so that people can go back and you can validate. Oh, yeah, Pontius Pilate. I mean, he's in our creed. <laughs> We're marking history. We're marking truth throughout the Bible. Now, if I would have had him read this and say that that was St. Paul and even give him a little bit of a story of Saul to Paul, because I know that my husband has no idea what's going on in the Bible. I could have shared that Saul got knocked off the horse on the road to Timaeus, and he lost his sight, and then three days later, Aeneas or someone, I'm sure I'm not doing the right name there, this is why I am flawed here, comes he's one of the disciples because Jesus said go lay your hands on him and then he could see the scales fell off of his eyes he was persecuting killing Christians and now all of a sudden he's one of the most sought after well-written apostle disciple in the Bible he's Saint Paul now that would have gone a whole lot farther <laughs> than me just jumping in and saying, if you don't believe, you won't be saved. You won't go to heaven. So it is very important to speak the truth. I was on Relevant Radio this morning talking a little bit about that. It wasn't a very long segment. I think they're going to have me back. But I wanted to take questions from people and questions to say, what do you want help with in terms of talking about truth. Now, it's important that we know the gospel. So the gospel is, yes, that Jesus died for us, right? Here we go. Here, here's the list. It's like a bullet point. That Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, then he appeared to 500, most of who are still living, although some have fallen asleep, and then James, and then last of all to Paul. He lists exactly what we just need to keep in our minds. And if we study, and I don't like to look at faith, you know, as a subject. I like to look at the Lord as the loving father. But we see all throughout the teachings of the Bible that he was a teacher. Rabboni, teacher. That's what Mary Magdalene said to him. He is teaching us his ways. He is teaching us his word. He is teaching us the gospel truth. And some people don't even like to talk about Jesus himself. It's just like, oh, well, I'm a Christian. Well, how are you going to have an argument, a debate, if you will, with someone who is of the Jewish faith or, the, or Hindu or Buddhism or New Age? We need to know why we believe what we believe. And here, Paul basically 
lays it out for us. Look, he came back to life. That is the key, right? The resurrection is one of the hardest things to wrap our minds around. Actually, we can't wrap our minds around it because it's a mystery. Mysteries mean we're never going to understand it. Until we have full understanding in God, we pray that we are in heaven one day or sliding into purgatory. I will take that any day of the week. So that's the deal. We have to know the Bible because, as I've mentioned before, we can lean on it. We can rest on it. We can point to it and not have those fingers pointing at us that it's us who is saying this stuff. No, no, no. It's not me. It's God in the Bible. It takes a lot off of you. Then you don't seem to be to have to be the one to convince because you could just say, here it is. It is written. <laughs> How many times has Jesus said, it is written? How many times is Jesus the fulfillment of the prophecies that were written in the Old Testament? The more you read the word, the more the word reads you. Go to Mary. Ask her to intercede for you. I'm not going to get into this on this particular podcast, but I am going to tell you my journey with true devotion with St. Louis de Montfort is incredible. It is a game changer. I've told you before that I have an on and off lukewarm relationship with Mary and I am on fire for her now because of how St. Louis de Montfort, and by the way, de Montfort isn't even his last name. De Montfort is actually the town in France that he was in. <laughs> Don't know if you knew that. But the whole way that he looks at Mary in Jesus's life is extraordinary. And I never thought about her that way ever. Yes, she's the mother of God. Yes, she should be held in high regard. Yes, we should be devoted to her because her one and only goal is for us to go to her son. But she does so much more for us. And we don't, I don't think I really thought about it in those ways. So I'll share with you some of the things that are coming up. I'm only halfway through the actual book, right? But then at the end, you do your 33 days and your practices for 12 days. And then three weeks afterwards, there's different things each week. Well, I dove in. So I started on Thursday on the feast day of St. Louis de Montfort. And it's been wonderful. So beautiful. And I'm thinking of Mary more and I think of her differently. So as you are dealing with whatever it is that you're dealing with, Maybe you're even struggling. It, maybe it's not something like sex before marriage or transgenderism or homophobic stuff or, you know, homophobic. I shouldn't have said it that way, but homosexuality with people in your lives and all this kind of stuff. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's things like addiction, pornography, 
right? You have lustful thoughts, or maybe you're just a glutton, right? And you just have problem with rationing food and you just use food for comfort or it's alcohol or it's drugs or whatever. The Bible has all of these things that show why we don't do it and proof that your life without those is better. The Bible will help you with your issues as well as help you speak truth for other issues that other people in your life are dealing with. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in the coming days, this whole true devotion to Mary, but it is a game changer for me right now. And I've never looked forward to praying the rosary like I have over these last few days. And I have never looked forward to reading this spiritual book that I have. By the way, I'm not reading it. It's on Audible for me, so I download it. The True Devotion, I also downloaded because I wanted to listen to it as I drove to Nebraska, which was a wonderful time, by the way. And it's just changing my heart. And that's what this journey is all about. If you feel like you're stuck and your heart isn't changing or it's not getting more on fire or deeper, seeking God and his comfort and his guidance and his friendship, pick something to do. Turn it up a notch. Add 10 minutes to your prayer. Add prayer if you're not praying, right? Make sure that you get up and you sit with God and you allow him to enter your heart. It's so beautiful when he does, because you know what? We should be seeking, knocking, asking every single day for more. And Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Give me more faith. Give me more, Lord. Bless me more. Fill me with grace. Mary, please, on my behalf, run to Jesus and ask him to help me with this. I'm just going to add one more thing with Mary. When you ask Mary to do that for you, she's perfect in her disposition to Jesus. She doesn't have any personal agenda. She just goes to him and never was it known that she never helped someone. She is always going to Jesus and interceding. Now, if I go straight to Jesus... I might have an agenda. My petition may not be pure. It may be selfish. It may be for my betterment. And Jesus may deny it completely because my disposition is not pure. And it's not Mary's pureness, right? Her sinless nature. So... If you're struggling with something without me going too far into this whole true devotion, ask Mary to go to Jesus on your behalf. Because she will. And she will make it such a better petition. I know I've said this before. It's like we walk up in this line to Jesus and our petition is on a paper plate. Probably a dirty, greasy paper plate. And he is the almighty God, right? But Mary... Take, we give our dirty, greasy paper plate to Mary. She takes 
the good off of the plate and puts it on a nice gold platter. She has wine and cheese and crackers and serves it to Jesus and says, please help my son, my daughter. And he receives her way differently than he would receive us. That is why she was given to us. And we can't outdo Jesus in his love for her. So the more that we go to her, we're not turning away from Jesus. And I'll explain some of these untrue devotions to Mary. Let's just call it that. I think there were seven different ways that people have fake devotions. And I'm going to tell you, I had probably five of those. Mary is here for us. So if you have never read the Bible or you've never prayed, reach out to her to help you. And if you want help for prayer, I'm going to put the link in the description of this podcast to my video prayer course. Let's do it together every single day. 15, sorry, it's actually three minute videos from me in your inbox. And you should sit for 15 minutes, but most people don't. <laughs> most people just watch the videos and they're like, okay, I'll work on that today. But we walk every day. And if you do that, for 40 days, your life, I'm promising you, will change because you will be thinking about faith and growing in God and in the sacraments and in the church, all the beauty that the church gives us. Oh, man, what a beautiful day. It's actually raining. It's a horrible day, <laughs> meaning outside. It's a yucky day, but I'm blessed because I like these days. These days make me go inward. They make me think and pray differently because, I don't know, it's like when a, when a cloudy, rainy day is in your life, right? And you've got the ability to do whatever you want. Sometimes we just want to cozy up to a book or, you know, grab a hot cup of coffee and watch a movie or something. Well, you can do that and make it a God a spiritual moment roll up and open a book or listen to a book or watch a spiritual movie. And that's what I'm going to do today is really focus on the Lord this morning and just be so grateful for this day because these days help me go inward with God more. All righty, everyone. I love you all. It's good to be back. I'm super excited that I'm back on the podcast. I missed you. And Find something more with God today, somehow, some way. Do some search for struggles of issues that you're dealing with or issues that other people are dealing with so that you can hear God tell you what to do and why in the Bible. Have a blessed and inspired day.